Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is the Clerical Airs Podcast, the show that shows you what's behind the collar. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. And I'm Vicker. And Peter's here. Hey, Pete. This might be our latest recording we've ever done. Like for us Probably. in Iowa. Because we're it's like at 920 here. So so we're going to go, though. I've got, I've got a little caffeine in my system. So. Awesome. Uh... So, uh, how you doing? <laughs> it's always awkward if we do two in a row. How you doing? I mean, I'm doing good. Good. So good. Hey, Vicar, what are we? What are you you're preaching on? I will oh, be on vacation at this point. Uh, next time when this releases, so I'll you'll be, be at a, a, uh, what, uh, some sort of a catechetical conference. What are you? Yeah, yeah. I uh, CCLE. It's a classical uh, conference. So, so yeah, I'll be learning stuff, and then after that, gonna go to. The blessed land of Minnesota to, you know, be awesome there, in repose, of course. I imagine like the the, the it'll be interesting to see how your conference goes, because I imagine the classical conference and the people there. The fun part is is the evenings. Yeah, I'm That's bringing where the uh, real, real real good discussions come out. Yeah, I'm bringing uh, my wife and my son along, so. I don't know. We'll see how how much we'll be discussing with, you know, at night. <laughs> right. right. So I know the first night they actually have a commutlicite, so that will be fun. So so the uh, St. Paul's kids went and toured the seminary in St. Louis on a yeah. trip. And uh, Abby made sure to ask the t- the director of the tour guide, you know, the tour guide guy, hey, do you guys do commutlicite here? And he's like, no, what's that? So she told him, well, the other seminary does Gamutlikite, <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> so to the listener, what? So there, there, there are some listeners who have no idea what you're talking about. I certainly don't. Okay. Well, Berg, what's what's Gamutlikite German for? Oh, you have to ask that. But it's a Friday, kind of a happy hour at the seminary. It's a family gathering where... Isn't the beer don- donated? Um... Or do you have to pay for it? You, sometimes the group sponsor it. Uh, you know, sometimes the seminary club will. But you do put in a couple dollars to rent a cup. You can't buy beer there, but you rent a cup. Oh. And then, right? The yeah. Beer. That's not what you want to hear at a soccer game, though. <laughs> yeah, so... They don't, wear cu- they don't wear cups in soccer. Uh, like, <laughs> karate, so, maybe. So, Gemutlichite is a German language word used to convey the idea of a state or feeling of warmth, friendliness, and good cheer. Other qualities encompassed by the term includes, include coziness, peace of mind, and a sense of belonging and well-being springing from social acceptance. So, dear listener, when you listen to this podcast and you feel accepted and warm and cozy, you are feeling gemutlichite. Isn't, isn't that the, what we've, we've tried from the very beginning to kind of have with this podcast, actually, if you think about it? I we kind of so. wanted, always wanted to make people feel like they're kind of yeah. part of our the room and our discussions. But it is it is a wonderful thing at that seminary with the uh, whenever there's visitors they can partake in it and you know right they see that this is the culture here we like our coffee after chapel and we like our beer on Fridays and 
And it, to me, that's part of the, the seminary experience too. Yeah. It's 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 like if you just go to class and do the schoolwork, and that's all you do, you're missing out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a indeed. It's the, it's the, that's if part that's of the, all you do, dare I say you might be lost. Oh. <laughs> so, which then the, gets us into Trinity Three. All right, Vicar. So we'll be using the readings from Luke uh, chapter 15, the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. You could have used the parable of the prodigal son, but Trinity did that last year, so. Right. And uh, Berg and I don't want to, we disagree about something about that text anyways. (laughs) I mean, I just disagree with a lot of people, so. (laughs) Uh, This one, I think the most. It might just be kind of in my nature, so. I think the most upset my mother has ever been is when I tried to explain my explanation of that. But we won't get into that. I am the favorite son. <laughs> so Luke chapter 15, 1 through 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So, um... By the way, if anybody has uh, tendencies towards ADHD, that second parable really hits home because we leave stuff in weird places. Vickers noticed that with me already, right? Yep. Like, where's my phone? And it's on a coat rack somewhere. Or do you have any examples? Your tablet. You do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Set it by the bathroom. Yeah, I just said it. Everything strange because I don't do it without thinking. Anyways, so um, obviously this is about uh, forgiveness of sins and how Christ seeks out the lost and He came to save sinners and how heaven rejoices uh, over a, a one sinner who repents. So what I like about the, how these parables work is because right after this, as you mentioned, we do have the the prodigal son. So you have, you know the shepherd who seeks out the lost sheep. You have the uh, the widow searching the lost coin, and then you mm-hmm. have the father waiting. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but uh, what, are, what are you going to do with that text, Vicar? Well, it's hard not to, to really meditate on that good shepherd aspect of having, because you can tell the people you have a good shepherd who uh, searches for you. Uh, when you're lost, and um, you know that when you are lost, you weigh heavier on Christ's heart when you're lost than 
on his shoulders when you're found. And his finding you has a cost, right? The shepherd who goes to seek the lost sheep has to bear the burden of Mm -hmm. that and on his shoulders. So, I mean, you could think about this. He's talking to the shepherds of Israel who weren't doing their job. They're not bearing the burden. They're not going to seek out those who need repentance. They're trying to reject those sinners mm-hmm. and tax collectors. I, I would say probably 90% of the time or 95% of the time I preach a text, this text, um, you know, it's it's that aspect. But there is a, the other side of this is, is he is doing this in judgment of those who are upset that he was actually welcoming sinners. Right. Um, and uh, to me, that is also a discussion that needs to be had and needs to be preached to the people. When you, when you talk about how we are actually seeking sinners and, uh, and how, in a sense, perhaps um, we forget that purpose and, and we forget that there are people who need this and how heaven rejoices over a sinner who repents how we like to seek revenge and we get upset with someone who hurts us. And, uh, we, when someone, I've seen people mad at, so someone, they don't even care if they're saved or not. There's so you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Of, uh, but to say that, you know, every soul is important. Yours all is obviously, but there's many others who are also that, you forget about. It's like the coin in the house. Every coin is precious and every every sinner is precious and needs repentance and to restoration. Right. So it's, it could be like if, if someone doesn't have the clerical heirs NFT, for example, their life is incomplete. What, what do you have to add for us, Berg? <clears throat> well, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways you could go with this. Um, you could talk about what does repent in this context mean? Mm-hmm. You know, because the word repent is used differently in the Bible. Sometimes it just means contrition, but here it means both contrition and faith. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk about, um, I preached a sermon once where, uh, I, compared and contrasted the uh, what does it mean to be lost and what does it mean to be found and to be lost is to be dead because a lost sheep is a dead sheep they cannot protect themselves they will die eventually you know Um, what does it mean to be lost it means to be worthless because a coin that is lost can't actually be spent Right? Right. Doesn't matter how expensive it is, it's if if you don't have it, you can't spend it. Right? And mm-hmm. then you compare th- and then you contrast that with being found. A found sheep is a living sheep. Um, a found coin is worth a lot. And then you can and, top and, it and all the fact off that with- in in a sense that when you talk about the lost sheep and the lost coin, you're talking about something that is in a sense already been paid for. If that makes any sense, you've earned that coin or given that coin. It was your possession, everything done, you know, for the sheep that's been cared for, it's been fed. Everything has been done for that sheep. And, and so when it's lost, 
it's 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 a heartbreak of something that you have that's been paid for that's been dealt with is gone you know when you talk about you know a lost soul for example a lost person it's someone who Christ's blood has paid for mm-hmm. but but it's it's the heartbreak of of they're not it's if, if it being a treasure that has been paid for that is gone which is why it's heavier on his heart when we're lost than being heavy on his shoulders when we're found you know and the fact that in a sense not only did the shepherd seek the lost sheep he became the lost sheep the scapegoat yeah the sacrificial lamb yep the shepherd laid down his life for the sheep he won the inheritance I'm, I'm gonna stop here for the Berg has an interesting Anyways. look on his face. <laughs> I'm skirting an issue. All right. So uh, we have some things from Hannah. We need to, she has some things that, you know, we don't want to, to, to make our associate producer upset that we need to get to. So, uh, and we also have, uh, um, found the clerics too. We have a, a question about funerals. Which one do you want to do first? You choose. All right, we'll start with the uh, the billboards one. I don't know what you're talking about for billboards. Uh, the one that says Hannah Aberg billboards and church names that bothers Berg. Up, 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 up. Oh, a. All right. All right. So, so uh, Hannah. Has uh, some church billboards that she saw. We have we did a top twelve billboards way back. That's been three years probably. Hmm. Uh, she found some that she saw. Uh, we love your cabin. Take us with you. What does that mean? People skip church to church. go to their cabin. Okay. She also saw Eagle Brook Online Church. A sign for <laughs> where where'd she where'd she see the where'd she see the sign? I don't know. Eagle Brook. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, Eagle Brook Online Church uh, serving. <laughs> I'm using a server. We were talking about servers earlier. I saw a local one here that said, "If if God is your co-pilot, switch seats." <laughs> Uh, bringing the people home to the heart of God. Artisan church. Artisan church. I bet you they have good wafers. Hmm. Berg, you're quiet. These are billboards that are supposed to bother you. Where are you at? I. Where am I supposed to be seeing these things? Well, he's just reading them. That's I'm just, just reading them. Show them. Show them. Is there a way you can... <laughs> Show them, okay. Your, uh... your magic... Show You're the producer. Sense. Man, dude, I have like 18 windows. I only have so many monitors, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that on. should be a church bill, billboard. I only have so many monitors. <laughs> so what I want to do is let's 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 make let's make these better. Okay. Uh I don't there. Can you see it now? <laughs> I can see watch stream. Okay, click that. Okay. 
Are you there? Yes. Can you see it? I can. We love your you cabin. Go. Take us with you. I I believed in you, yeah. Peter. All right. So which one of these bothers you the most? We love your cabin. Take us with you. I think enjoy. That's I think enjoy is the one that bothers me the most. Oh wait, that's not a billboard. <laughs> Don't you tell me to enjoy. Um, right. Probably bringing people home to the heart of God. I don't even know what that means. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think they do either. It sounds nice, but it sounds like like a radio station bringing people home to the heart of God. All right, all right. We love your cabin. Take us with you. I mean, I I wish oh, because they're an oh, on- go ahead. because they're an online church, right? You can listen online from your cabin or tune oh, in. Oh, that's. Okay, yeah, I got it now. It, it's not this just this is such a train wreck. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this out no, and send this no, to no, Hannah. No, 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 no. And then just like, yeah, we tried. Thanks, Hannah. No, no, no. Keep it in. This That's is so bad. I mean, I I would be kind of mad. I wouldn't say, you know, we love your cabin. Take us with you because, as your pastor, you should be taking me to your cabin. Because I'm awesome. Right, but it's an online because church, they're the though. worst. So it right. is bothersome, but it's the other one. That 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 now that I see, love your cabin, take us with you. You didn't actually understand that. That that's you didn't get that. No, <laughs> no, because here's the thing. I thought one billboard said, "We love your cabin, take us with you." I thought the next billboard said, "Eagle Brook Online Church." <laughs> and then the last billboard says, "Enjoy, Hannah." Oh boy. All right. Okay. So, well, online church is dumb. Um, bringing right. people home to the heart of God. It's it sounds like you're visiting a giant, and they've got like like there's these little people who are have like a a house in their in this giant's heart. It's just kind of gross. And and what's an artisan church? What's an artisan? It's church? probably artesian. Oh. No, that's the defunct uh, piece of oh. company. Hey, the is two people like that a... got that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so it's like, a, or is that like a well? Who knows? They have a well? What is it? Artesian. Yeah, well? there's artesian wells. It's probably some fancy thing. I don't know. Too fancy for me. Are you sure it's not artisan? It's it's absolutely artisan. Artesian oh. is spelled different. I tried. So it's an, uh, it's like probably. a hipster church. Like it's probably paint paint like, your life with the colors of God or some kind of nonsense. They're probably saying stuff like that all the time. Dollars to donuts. There's a coffee shop. In oh it. yeah, and probably a paint All right. studio. All right, I I need to investigate this further. All right, <laughs> no, no, yes. not all right. This Absolutely, is so bad. this may be the worst go, segment want, we've ever uh, done. Uh, but I wanted I want to go to the artisan church website. I got to figure out what that is. You want to see what the past? How do you find that? What, Just what Google she looks like. Artisan church. Like, what do you want? Artisan church. Well, she's in the Minneapolis area, I believe. All right, all right. Screw it. Yeah. We're, we don't need good content. Let's okay, do this. So, we're, so we're going down the rabbit hole, right? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I mean, Hannah put a lot of work behind this email. Did she, though? <laughs> where do you think this pastor, where do you think she's from or went to school? Oh, you look, you found the website. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. coffee shop. You, you nailed it. Coffee shop. I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster with a hat. 
they have one they have one picture this is the picture they have <laughs> With, well and look at that that's great marketing because it's uh all these cute girls surrounding this one dude right yeah right, right. Right. Sunday gatherings. Their 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 front page on their website is a uh, is a photograph, like an actual old school photograph. Yeah, it looks weird. It's like from, it looks like the eighties. Oh, Polaroids. Polaroids. Oh, that is arty, artsy. Look at that. Ah, that guy looks dumb. Oh, look at that. He. Oh, they have a podcast. Nice. Oh, can I can I buy their URL? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blaine, Minnesota. No, they... Oh, man, that guy's into it though. Look at that; he's yeah. into it. He's way more. What do you think he's saying? It says watch on YouTube. I like the athletic cut shirt. Yeah, this is great content, Peter. I told you this would work. You're right, man. They got. Oh, wait, 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 Boy, wait, wait. Was wait, I wrong? To... No, 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 no. You wait, know wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. You know wait, what? Stop. Was... Go back. Go back. No. Go back. Okay. You know what? Okay, what 24 Google reviews. We got to find the Google reviews. Listen, we got to okay. read these. What's better than a terrible podcast segment? Another podcast segment based on the first one that's just us looking at pictures. This is a great <laughs> content piece. Such a special church family. I love the way that artists inv- invites people to live out the way of Jesus. It's good to have a place where you know. Okay, maybe you're right. She has learned <laughs> so much. That person obviously hasn't. <laughs> all right so okay well actually it was very nice everyone was very nice (laughs) so okay so when we when we get together again feel the love and we should listen to like one of these sermons and critique it okay all right that, hey, that by the may way, be an acceptable sound. Okay. So is that does that mean we're not gonna go to the Eagle Grove online, online church? church? <laughs> Do you <laughs> it's almost like an anarchy A they have though, isn't it? Oh no. Oh like golfing. They've got a putting green. Oh, they're so happy. Look at how happy they are. Uh, this is gonna take a year and a half to edit. <laughs> Oh, they're using OBS. Let's go. <laughs> they stream they stream their church. They've got a praise band. Responding to tragedy and injustice. All right. <laughs> Bathtub for baptisms. Oh, you're so, right. That, that's not a bath. That's like a yeah. hog trough. That's a well, feeding trough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but then you then you can't trough. say, you know, don't throw up. Don't throw oh, a baptism wait, wait. with the bathwater. They just earned some. Oh, look at why are they are like in the back of a truck. Hey, look, it's their media. Because guy. it's hipsterish. Oh, hey, that's all right. this is. Oh, look at that guy. He's got Starbucks and he's got recording equipment, so you know he's cool, right? Uh, oh, they. Oh, they, they sell shirts. merch. Okay, guys, let's. <laughs> Let's keep moving. No, no, we're committed uh, at this point. Are you kidding? We can't get off of this topic now that we're on it. Listen, you have you have you felt- ever heard of the sunk cost fallacy? Because I sure haven't. We need we need to dig deeper into this. Hang on. Yeah, we really need to move on. So yeah, we will uh, continue to look at this church and critique their sermons. That would be 
amazing. So. All right. Thank you, Hannah, for the fantastic content. <laughs> we hope we did it justice. Anyway, the next question. <laughs> oh, we have a question on a funeral. Hello, everyone. Thank you for your discussion on angels. I wasn't here for that. Berg spoke about it extensively, but the segment was still good to hear because pop culture tells us a different story. This brings me to my next comment. I'm wondering if you think COVID killed funerals. I have heard more frequently since COVID, no service for so-and-so or private family service for so-and-so. I can see the reluctance in the midst of COVID, but now, with most of the restrictions lifted, the opportunity to share the gospel and the comfort of the Holy Spirit to those who mourn seems to be less frequent. Berg did a good job of explaining what a funeral was, who it was about, and how we should treat our bodies and even and even the final confection we leave on a headstone. It's a complete it's completely different what the culture tells us. I'd like to hear your thoughts. I don't know that it, here I don't think it's killed funerals. But but I do think uh um more I I I find the attendance at funerals to be lower than they once were. I see people, for example, um, I'm almost pushing people or, or suggesting that they do a, a viewing before the service just because people will just, hey, we saw him at the viewing. Now I don't need to come. Now I don't need to go to yeah. the funeral. Berg, this question was kind of directed <laughs> towards you. I've already said a lot on this topic, but <laughs> in a way, I I think it... Uh, I think COVID has accelerated the demise of funerals in a lot of ways, just because um, most people in our culture don't view funerals as being about the proclamation of the gospel or the proclamation of the law, because, you know, that person died, right? <laughs> I mean, so they don't right. see it primarily as a church thing. They see it more as... Um, a private thing, which is why, I mean, most pastors get a lot of flack for funerals. When, you know, I right. know of guys who have had to deal with um, people who, as they were going out to the cemetery, that they would play dad's favorite song, Highway to Hell. Yeah, yeah let's, Vicar, you don't know. do that. <laughs> but that's the thing. This is why, like, funerals are not only emotional, but when people have the idea that, well, it is... Uh, it's primarily to celebrate the life of so-and-so, and therefore we should have um, Hawkeye colors and, you know, disco from Dad's favorite era. Um, it completely changes. And, and so, then you have the, uh, you know, older people oftentimes have health concerns like that. And that's like, well, then if it really is all about the person anyway— and the, your memory of them, then why wouldn't you just hold something for the family? Because, you know, I still get Facebook updates from, like, the one of the funeral homes in Hampton. And, um, yeah, it just, it does. It seems like there are a lot more private funerals or no funeral being held at this time or, you know, so. Well, do you know what's, what's a, a telling thing that we know funerals are good? You know this because we already have heard that demon-possessed elephants hate They do. Them. That is true. Is that the kind of company you want to keep? <laughs> is that who you want on your side? Demon-possessed elephants, Vicar? I don't know. 
I don't want him on my side, but it I don't want like him a against USFL me. Sounds team. Um, but uh, I I have a thought on that too, though. Okay. I've heard of some people hanging on to church membership even though they're clearly delinquent because they want to be buried in the church cemetery or they want the right of a funeral. Right. They don't want to be embarrassed in death, um, so they hang on to that, even though they may not believe. But there is a there is a large population out there who are embarrassed probably that they're not part of a church. And so they don't want their funeral to draw mm-hmm. attention to that. And I would say to the listener, one thing, this is something you can do something about, right? Um, because uh, uh, when when you're gone, you have no say about your funeral, but you can actually leave some things, right? Like... We have a sheet here because what happens sometimes is you have a faithful member who doesn't have any relatives that are part of a church and they want to have their funeral. And all of a sudden, everyone's a pastor and they know what a funeral should look like or sound like. And you have a sheet. This is what their wishes were. Yeah, these are the hymns I wanted. This is the right. text I wanted. These are hymns from, the, from our hymnal. Right. This is passages from the Bible that meant a lot to me. And even if you can say that it's not like it's set in stone, like they're planning, this is what everything's going to be. But you can, you know, it, it, it kind of it protects that because I imagine to our listeners, their funeral is important to them. Well, don't keep that quiet. Make sure. I mean, we care about what kind of things that are. We spend a lot of time planning our wills and who gets what. Well, this should be important to you, too. And you should make sure that is well known and. That you even have a record of that at the church. Oh, somewhere. this should. Uh, okay, Peter, write it down. Um, we should actually look at Lutheran wills sometime. Um, that could be a segment down the line. Um, but yeah, and I think too, it's very helpful to write that stuff out because as more and more people have unbelieving children, they may not allow a funeral to happen in the church. And I think right. the church has the duty and the obligation to the deceased to proclaim law and gospel and to also um, thank God for all the good that that person was permitted to give and to receive. One of, one of the most satisfying, and I won't say it's um, satisfying and not in a revenge type of way, but it almost feels that way. <laughs> Of the, I had a situation where a dear member passed away, um, and uh, and the family she didn't have any children; she just had some siblings. And the family said, uh, "Let's just do. We're all busy. Let's just do a graveside thing." And they said, "Well, I'd like to have a service for her because she. Every time I would see her, she would talk about wanting to be in church because she couldn't go anymore." And it was so important to her. It was very, very important to her. The family said, well, you know, we got our schedules. We can't really get our schedules right. We don't have to have to pay for it, you know. And, and they gave her a, a casket where you almost had to hold it from the bottom, you know. But, <laughs> but so I said, okay, fine, don't come. I'm still having a memorial service for her. 
And they're like, well, you can't. No one's going to come. Waited. Well, when I got to the, the burial, I said, oh, we, it went, went very well. We had 130 people there. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Sometimes the church is their real family. Right. And yeah. they were surprised. So hopefully they're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but to me, you know, there's nothing that says you can't do a, a service for one of your members. You know, the body wasn't there. Right. And I had no control over that. But by the same time, there's nothing that says you cannot have a, a service for them in your church. You're the pastor, if you're the pastor, right? And uh, and they were a uh, confessing Christian, and uh, they love the church. And if the family says, no, I don't think that's a good idea, you can you can always say, well, I'm still having one. You're welcome to come. And I wonder, too, because people's work schedules and they're not able to get off, you know, even if, even if they wanted to. Right. I have a wife. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe we should be thinking about holding funerals at night or on weekends. Yeah, that's true. Or even on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because I mean the That's a, I like that. I like that, you know. Uh that idea placing it in that context. Hmm. hmm. Hey, maybe I'll shake things up. I like it. Um and I think too I've always I've always had a problem with um the visitation because there's no place for us to really preach the gospel in Minnesota. There is, um, they would always have a service in Minnesota, but like in Iowa, you would go and care for the family beforehand, but then there really wasn't anything. And, uh, I think that's a shame really. Yeah. So get rid of, get rid of visitations, bring back the funeral. All right, so uh, is there anything left in our mailbox here, Pete? Absolutely there is. Uh, Hannah actually did send us an update on her wedding situation. You guys remember what was going on with that? Yeah. I think, I don't know if Berg was for our answer for that. Was that the... But, uh... If I remember right, was that the homosexual one, or was that uh, cohabitating? It was just a... It was just a apostate. But, uh... I, I don't I don't know how much this this is podcast or how much of it is personal. Well, yeah, we can we could just say I think we could say roughly what she did, right? Right, right. So uh, she did uh, talk to the groom about the ceremony. Um, that she she would attend the ceremony. Uh, I appreciate your point about witnessing a public ceremony. Unfortunately, the service was neither uh, simply civil nor entirely religious. The officiant completed the online ordination so that the letter of the law... I'm sorry, I'm old, Peter. Uh, um, so that the, uh, the letter of the law, he was a member of clergy, but, you know. My husband and I agree that we didn't want to bring our children to such a ceremony. That our whole family would attend the reception. I really needed the reminder that marriage is a blessed estate and a joyous occasion for believers and non-believers alike. Thank you again for your thorough application of the Ten Commandments to this quandary. A faithful listener. So, Peter, why don't we just take out the Hannah part and say it's from a listener, maybe. I forget if we... Apparently we did talk about it, because... 
we talked. So what it is, I, I didn't just tell it who it was, and I just at one time I slipped up and said Hannah. Oops. Sorry, <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> so, do we have enough for an episode, Pete? Um, We're winding down. We're at like maybe 30, 35 minutes. How about how about if I can get some some content from uh, the uh, either I can get some content from the um, district convention district convention or I I can get a copy of my interview. This we got more here, but this is all we got for today. We're all running out of gas, so uh, enjoy this. More content that we will be providing you at this time. I am Berg. And I'm Vicar. And may your, your funerals be attended. All right. Now give me an intro as though you are about to play your podcast. All right, so I was on a podcast uh, interview, and I thought you'd like to hear the interview. <laughs> Thanks, Bullhagen. What what uh, what podcast were you on, man? Let's let's get this done. I don't know. It was coffee hour or something. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> such reverence. Surely they won't have an issue with us playing this on our podcast as well. Uh, do you want to give it a better intro, or just use that? Please, we can just do use one. that. Oh. Please, just use that. That was so um that is so amazingly bad that I love it. <laughs> I love it. Come on, dude. Do you, have need, you noticed? We need like literally three more minutes of effort. Just give me three more minutes, man. <laughs> we had to slog through this. Do you know what, what happens when like, you have ADHD? On. When your brain is done, it's done. Have you noticed that about me? Just pull up his email so he can read it on that he emailed himself who who it was with. Hey uh I'll, sure. Actually, I'll do. I'll do some. I'll do some. Now, I'll, now I know why Biden needs a teleprompter. He'll do some what? <laughs> Don't interrupt him. Um, he needs the the few words he's got. Just go ahead. All right. I'm thinking though there are parts of it we might actually want to stop and have commentary on, like we do sometimes, because there are parts that it's why get totally into clerical errors mode and they're not ready for it. It's hilarious. Okay, sounds great. Let's do that next week. So, what's the plan for this week? Here's an update from Iowa District East Convention. All right, Bullhagen's a little tired because we're still recording. Um, Bullhagen is planning, uh, as we record this, he hasn't gone to the convention yet, but he's planning to bring a microphone and record some stuff at the convention. Now, the listener is about to find out uh, whether he actually did that or not, and if he did, how good the quality is. So let's find out right now. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time. If you send me nothing, I'm ending the podcast right there. All right. Cut to I'll just, cut to outro music. I'll just send you a sound of a <laughs> and I'll put it in happily. <laughs> <laughs>